Hey, welcome everybody to another episode of Group Thinkers, a special COVID-19 episode. Uh, I'm your host, Justin McCord. Uh, so each and every one of our podcasts uh, with Group Thinkers, you know, we have folks that are experts and innovators in the nonprofit marketing landscape. Uh, the guests that I have on this episode uh, are particularly experts in um, specific areas of marketing emphasis. And so that's Tony Howard and Glenn McKinney. Tony has a, uh, a long tenured career working with uh, organizations that have a more regional and local uh, footprint as opposed to a large national footprint. Uh, Tony works with RKD Group on the food bank side and works with a number of organizations that have a tightly defined marketing footprint in which they're working. Uh, Glenn McKinney has spent his entire career in rescue missions. And so uh, there's a commonality in these two and the hunger related elements of rescue missions and food banks. They do different things programmatically. They do different things, even from a marketing sense. Many times they market in different ways, but there's this commonality in uh, hunger relief that's so important and pressing right now in the wake of uh, COVID-19 and what's happening. So, you know, recorded this uh, today on March 19th. And so wanted to hurry and get this produced and into your feeds so that you could hear some of the immediate things that are happening with hunger relief organizations like food banks and rescue missions, both on the programmatic side, also on the marketing side. So you're gonna hear Tony and Glenn share uh, from conversations that they've been having with decision makers, executive directors, and leaders at hunger relief organizations. And then uh, we're also gonna talk about some marketing tactics, some immediate things that uh, they're seeing and that uh, some recommendations that they have for, uh, for folks in the nonprofit landscape. So enjoy this episode. Here's Tony Howard and Glenn McKinney on Group Thinkers. So, um, but I, I really am. Um, I'm excited that, that you both had time. I know that there's so much going on and uh, you're both in constant calls with um, organizations out in the field that uh, Tony and Glenn, I'm glad that that you could set aside time to chat with me for just a moment about what's happening right now in the marketplace. So let's just kind of start, uh, you know, Tony, Howard, maybe do an introduction uh, for the the watching and listening crowd and then and then Glenn follow. Oh, yes. Thank you, Justin. This is uh, Tony Howard. I'm the senior vice president for the food banks team at RKD. Um, I'm just really excited to be here and it's changing on the hour. So we're just trying to keep up with everything. Definitely changing on the hour. Glenn. Yeah. Glenn McKinney, uh, senior vice president over our uh, rescue mission work. So helping inner city gospel rescue missions who reach out to people experiencing homelessness, um, and our uh, faith led organizations. Yeah. So um, the purpose for our time and, you know, we're we're having a series of these uh, conversations is just to keep a pulse on what's happening with COVID-19. And as you both know, this is, Tony, as you alluded to, it's changing hourly. Yes. And uh, and our uh, our friends in the field, uh, nonprofit marketers, decision makers at nonprofits are being impacted by this uh, in many different ways. And they already wore a lot of hats. And so now we're wearing even 
additional hats along with in some cases gloves and masks and whatnot. So, um, I, you know, I just, I want to start and talk about how this crisis is particularly troubling for the food insecure. And so Tony, what are you hearing from food banks in terms of the, uh, the increase in need that they're experiencing right now? Yes. Um, it's, it started out a little slow. Um, but all of a sudden there's there's lots and lots of lines and, and many of the reasons are, um, you know, there's not as many community food banks. Um, the grocery stores are not donating as much food, you know, because people are going to the grocery store, they're eating in, um, they're some maybe in the panic mode and perhaps might be hoarding food and some su supplies. Uh, restaurants are closing, so some of those donations that the food banks used to rely on are are not there any longer. Um, loss of volunteers, you know, that are sorting the food and, and packing those much-needed boxes. Um, we definitely are seeing an increase in clients, um, especially with people that are living paycheck to paycheck. They tend to be hourly employees, and those are some of the positions that are, are temporarily you know, not not available just because of all of the different places that are closing. Um, yeah. School closures, that's a, a, a big need uh, that we're seeing that children are not getting the food that they typically would get at the schools and then, you know, elderly feedings. Um, so there's just so many different facets that are going on that, that our clients are just trying to keep up with. Um, so the food supplies are, are definitely dwindling. Yeah, and and Glenn on the rescue mission side, there are some similarities, but also some uh, different elements. What what's happening in the rescue mission space in light of this um, COVID nineteen crisis right now? Yeah, the missions I'm talking to are all responding um, locally in their community. Uh, similarly, uh, a lot have said uh, volunteer groups over a certain size. Are, aren't going to come in. They still have some individuals coming in uh, to volunteer. Uh, I was talking to a mission director a couple days ago, um, and he's got some uh, folks staying at his mission, some some residents who are part of a recovery program who are 60 plus. And so they're kind of creating an isolation space for safety for mm -hmm. them with a 10-foot kind of radius, but that reduces the bed count. And then it was raining that night. So it's very, you know, it's supposed to rain for the next couple of nights up there. So, you know, it's, it, it's not just in a vacuum. It isn't just uh, COVID-19. It's, it's the ongoing work too. So uh, that mission has only got so much capacity and had less capacity on a night in the rain uh, for other guests coming in. Yeah. It's crazy it's the way that it is. And, and on the program side, like the, the impact, uh, it's still early, right? I mean, we're, we are just past really a week, just past seven days on this thing, uh, in terms of its, its significant impact. Right. Um, and so that's on the program side uh, on the fundraising side. Um, we are seeing, uh, folks immediately step up and increase in donors. I know uh, that there are, for many organizations, they're seeing disaster response style donations come in. Um, Tony, what are what are you seeing and hearing in terms of uh, people stepping up and, and meeting this increasing need? 
They, they are for sure. I mean, we've been watching the news every morning. We're seeing that, you know, team athletes and celebrities are all donating, donating and advocating on behalf of organizations like Feeding America and our local regional food banks. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is amazing to see all these communities banding together. Um, we are seeing an uptick on uh, donations on websites. Um, you know, unfortunately, though, given the current predictions, um, this is likely going to go on a little bit longer than we had hoped for. Um, So we do know that the need is going to be there, um, especially as we're not able to get out in public and and do face-to-face fundraising or special events. So um, now now is the time to really see what we can do together. Um, Really don't really focus on cost, but try to focus on sustainability as you are getting through this day by day. Yeah. Yeah. Glenn, I know, you you know, you mentioned you've been, um, you've been on the phone with folks that are running, uh, you know, these rescue missions. And like I mentioned earlier, they already wear so many hats and there's this one foot or one and a half feet on the program side with the increasing need. And it's all hands on deck on that front. What is your counsel that you've been giving them in terms of um, what to do right now with respect to their fundraising? Well, I think the, the first thing is, is, is like Tony's saying, there is there's kind of a bump, but this is a, a marathon and, and not a sprint. Um, you know, we might see an initial response, which is beautiful to see and, and, and is an encouragement on on. Uh, communities stepping up and, and helping people in, in their own uh, areas. But um, the first thing is to communicate, really, even before um, asking people to help, just, you know, put something on your website, have a COVID response page, have a light box, talk out in social channels about what you're doing, make sure you're sharing, don't, don't forget to start at the beginning, you know, and just communicate with people what you're doing because a lot of interested people are going to say my goodness there's you know what about this this vulnerable population of, of people who are living on the streets without access to medical care who are you know in more at-risk populations i wonder what the mission's doing mm-hmm. and they're going to jump on facebook or you know uh, twitter or different you know or your website and and say what's going on so i think it's really important to make sure to communicate that to you know, well, like you said, there's so much program happening, but uh, to take a look up and say, you know, part of uh, the, the role is to help in the community. So make sure you communicate and then make sure you communicate the need and ask um, what, um, you know, what people can do to help. And if that's to give, if that's to support you, even, even just to send in a note of encouragement and say, hey, I was thinking about the mission today and all that's going on there, just let you know that, I uh, appreciate you and um, I stand with you or I pray with you or um, just, just a simple note of encouragement too. So on the, on the mission side to make sure to communicate needs and communicate updates and then on the community side to respond to that and, and, and play a part. Yeah. Yeah. Tony, I, um, you know, I, 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 and I assume it's very much the same on the food bank side. Uh, you know, you mentioned, you know, athletes, celebrities, et cetera, but then there's also been an increase in virtual, uh, food drives, right. Of people who are kind of rallying around, just creating their own personal fundraisers, maybe speak to that and some of the other shifts in strategy that you're seeing. 
Yeah, I've actually seen it in my own community here in Atlanta, um, right here where I live. Um, we're doing a neighborhood community drive, so um, that was very heartwarming to me. Um, other things that that I would recommend that we do is is um, now is not the time to abandon your your fundraising plan. You know, assess where you are and pivot where we're needed and and stay as strong as you can. Um, we all know that crisis management always works better with a plan. So, you know, listen to your trusted advisors, work with people, um, with, with a lot of people working from home, technology is definitely your friend, just like mm-hmm. just like now, you know, leveraging right. videos, um, having webinars, um, even podcasts. Um, and then, you know, in your direct mail program, you know, digital is obviously the go-to for quick updates, like Glenn was saying, communicate, communicate. Um, continually being transparent with your with your community and your uh, sponsors and your donors. Um, you know, you can add inserts and PS to your direct mail. Um, I know for some of our clients, we're even sending out a special urgent appeal just so that we can make sure that we have the funding as some of those uh, donated items are not coming through. Uh, the food bank will need to be purchasing those items for their for their clients. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know, you mentioned the the technology. I, I saw this morning. So we're we're having this chat on Thursday, March nineteenth, and uh, this morning here in the Dallas area where I'm based, North Texas Food Bank, who's one of uh, the clients that that we work with at RKD. So a good shout out to them that they've got a partnership with an organization called Shift Smart, and so it's it's allowing them to actually uh, put to work people who are out of a job, right? In terms of helping um, collect or distribute, like it, they're putting to work people back in uh, into their increased need for people who are uh, finding themselves without a job, like from the service industry, so on and so forth. So um, really cool ways for them to use technology on the program side. Same thing on the, um, on the fundraising side, I saw yesterday. Yeah, I mean, so all of our inboxes are flooded with every person that we've ever purchased something from, and how they're handling this, right? But um, there is a there is a distinct difference that you can look at those messages and see how uh, people who are being more authentic. And especially from nonprofits, the authenticity that they're bringing about um, how they're handling it right? Uh, what they're doing and then what the need is. And I think that Tony, you hit on that is use the technology to talk about what you're doing and what you're going to need. Cause that's the only way for people to understand what's truly happening. Right? Exactly. Exactly. And, and as I do believe that community fund drives are good for the community. Um, people need to keep busy. Um, but the best way that, that we know that the community can help both the the food banks and the rescue missions is to make a contribution financially. I mean that the dollar is king. It goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So leverage technology, uh, communicate, communicate, communicate. Glenn, you said it best and you said it multiple times. So I'm going to repeat it. Communicate, right? Yeah. Just keep talking, right? Keep, keep talking to folks. Um, is there any examples that you would share that you've seen from uh, rescue missions, Glenn, of, of things that you see them doing that you would share with others? Hey, this is a great tactical uh, element to put in place immediately around communication. 
Uh, yeah, I saw uh, a few things, a few good examples. Um, I think Denver Rescue Mission has done a great job uh, communicating and communicating from their leadership. I saw them uh, send out an email uh, to all uh, interested parties who stay in touch with them just about what they're doing in their response. And um, while there was some rational logistical information, there was also um, commentary that, that kind of was an encouragement to the community. And, and I think that just kind of speaks to their heart about who they are as an organization that um, it, there is a lot of uncertainty, like Tony was saying, we don't, we don't know uh, what tomorrow holds. Um, you know, but we don't have to worry about that either, right? If we if we do what what um, we feel is right and and listen and and follow the guidelines that are given, and and I think Denver does a great job of that of not of, of in their communications reflecting the truth and honesty and, and uncertainty of these times. And then I got a, a text yesterday um, from Phoenix Rescue Mission. A shout out to Phoenix Rescue Mission. I <laughs> got your uh, mug and everything. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and they sent out a text with, with a link to their update page and said, hey, here's what we're doing. And if you can, please help. And mm-hmm. so um, I think just being present where people are, realizing that people are home. So a text might be a good thing because uh, people are kind of sitting around and um, mm-hmm. you can you know, get right next to them onto their phone that way. So uh, those are a couple good examples that I saw. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll add one more. This is something that we actually did on our, uh, we've created a, a Facebook group for our clients and, uh, we had a watch party, uh, with a video. So we, so yeah, you can upload video, but there's also a feature on Facebook within the group setting to where you can do a watch party. So it kind of, it touches base with those that are a part of your group to let them know that, Hey, multiple people are watching this thing at, at this exact time, right? So jump in. So it kind of drives a little bit of community. And I think that that's another uh, super tactical, but very strategic thing that organizations can be leveraging to provide updates. And the videos don't have to be overproduced. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sitting in the kind of the Texas room of my house, Tony, you're sitting at your house, Glenn, you're at your house. I mean, you know, this is, uh, you know, we're all kind of duct taping this thing together, but it's about the authenticity of the communication far more than the production value. And so um, communicate and be real and and be present. Those are, are great, great recommendations. Well, guys, I, I appreciate your, your time today. And I know that um, you have uh, lots of other calls uh, with folks that are out in the space that you're trying to uh, touch base with. So um, I'll let you get to those, but um, I'm glad to see both of your faces. Glad to know that you're both doing well and uh, look forward to chatting again very soon. Yes. um, Thanks, Justin. It's just so, I just feel so honored and humbled to be able to work with these fantastic organizations. And I'm just so proud of what they're, what they've been doing and what they will be doing. Absolutely. That's a great word. Yeah. We serve the servants and, and it's, it's like we get to talk about what they're doing because we, we work with people who are so inspiring. Yeah. And um, now we all know you have a Texas room. So <laughs> It's true. It's true. I'll give you a tour next time you're in Dallas. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. We'll talk soon. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. So that's, uh, that's Tony and Glenn. Uh, just had a, a, a brief moment to connect with them today. And so really appreciate their time and a chance to talk about some of these immediate things. And, and I love the, the recommendations that they talked about, about, 
you know, continuing to communicate. Don't scale back on communication. I know that that's a really challenging uh, thing to hear for some because you're, you know, on the, the nonprofit side, you're doing so much right now. And so, um, you know, as, as Glenn shared at the end, as Tony shared, we're inspired by the work of these organizations that we're talking to and, and everyone in the nonprofit marketing landscape. We're um, walking through this the same way that, that you are. And we know that, uh, that you have so much on your plate, so much that you're thinking about and, and an increase in need. And so um, we want to continue to communicate with you just like we uh, extend challenge and encourage you to continue to communicate with your donors, your volunteers, your constituent base. And uh, such a great lesson for all of us right now in the midst of this. Uh, communicate and uh, to be authentic, to be human, uh, to be relevant. And so uh, uh, glad to be able to have the, the conversation with them and uh, bring this to you. Just like all of our podcasts, this is brought to you by RKD Group. And so uh, for more information there, you can check out RKD Group's website. You can also find them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also connect with us, Group Thinkers, on Twitter and Instagram. We're at Group Thinkers. So uh, thanks for checking out this episode and we'll bring you more exclusive uh, COVID-19 content in the coming days. Thanks. We'll see you down the road. Group Thinkers is a production of RKD Group. For more information, visit rkdgroup.com slash podcast. Special thanks to our production team, including the talented Ryan Mellinger for his work on mixing every episode. Also a shout out to the content team that helps pull together research and guests, but the marketing efforts behind Group Thinkers, Suzanne, Ronnie, and others for their work on this and every episode of Group Thinkers.